Welcome back to Black State of Mind podcast. My name is Kimberly. What's up? Marquise here. Thank you so much for subscribing and rating. We appreciate y'all so much. Oh, as always. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what? What? How's life? It's good. Busy. Um, Busy. Like, as usual, just ready for... Summer, I'm ready for warm weather. Like, I checked the weather for the coming week for uh, Denver, and it'll be like 67 degrees next Saturday. For real? Oh yeah. My gosh. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, we'll probably get another snow because February and March are definitely our snowiest months, but... Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I'm I'm ready for warm weather. Right, and, and Coloradoans already get happy about like forty degrees sunny weather. Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's nice yeah. outside today. Yeah, people be outside jogging, walking dogs. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, they don't care. So, but other than that, life is good. Busy, but good. Just kind of still on the same wave that I've been on with programming and all the nerdy shit that I'll be doing. Um, right. How how was Europe and all that. Europe was good, yes. So I went to the UK, y'all. Went to London. Uh, I also went to Paris. So we just did the typical tourist stuff. What you like better? We, Which one? Paris. Or well, London? I've been to Paris before, and I think the so down- flex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all be traveling. Um, so yeah, I I think I enjoyed London more just because maybe it was, you know, new city and whatnot. Yeah. Paris was cool as far as we went to the catacombs and oh, that's dope. something that I didn't do before. And so it was pretty cool. After a while I was like, Yeah, this is just a lot of bones. Yeah. Um, but it was a cool experience nonetheless. And then of course we had dinner on the river, had like a three course meal. I saw that. It. Was the food it good? Was, the food was good, but I will tell you whatever we had for like our first course, which was like, um, <clears throat> it was small little like I don't even know how to explain it. it was like I can't even explain it, y'all. I really can't. <laughs> I just know that that shit messed my stomach up. Oh like, my man, my stomach was toe up the next day. That sucks. And I was like, I have to get back on this train for two hours, please, 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 please. Yeah, that's what scares me about international travel. Like even, yeah. even just national travel. Like you go to other places and like their water is just really bad. Arizona's water is really bad. Their tap water is Ohio. Horrible. When I moved to Ohio, I was dehydrated for a few days because I refused to drink that water. Water is so bad. But Colorado yeah. tap water is like really good. Yeah, we're you know very it's grateful. It is good. And thankful out here. Yeah. And lucky for real. Um, yeah, and I know that it couldn't have been the other thing because I had for dessert I had like creme brulee and a little chocolate cake, mm-hmm. and I forgot what the other thing was. And then. Um, Dinner was like, if I remember correctly, potatoes and chicken no. or something. So I was like, that first course for <laughs> sure 
messed yeah, me messed up. Yeah, messed you up. How did London, yeah, typical shit. We did the Tower of London uh-huh. where they executed folks. And I believe the last person executed there was like 1940 I saw something. Fanny post that, yeah. I was like, are y'all kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I saw Fanny and when she like, posted that. They had weird, um, the, for their torture chamber, of course, they had the thing where they like, you know, pull people's like limbs apart. But then they had this other device that they had created uh-huh. that they put people in. So they they stand up, they put the people in this device, and it eventually like squeezes them down to where to the point where they just like suffocate. Oh, suffocate! And damn, I got to see that. I was like, that. yeah, it was really intense, and I was like, y'all are really crazy over here. Um, I like stuff like that, so that's dope. Yeah, it was interesting. And then what else did we do? We went to the Shard, which is the tallest building in London. We visited mm-hmm. the cholera pump because Fanny's into all that medical stuff, so we did that. That's how you and went to the we Louvre. Just, yes, we yeah. went to Louvre in Paris, um, and we ate a lot of good food. Yeah, because you. That's one thing I spend my money on when I'm traveling is food. Did you feel out of place being a black woman there? In London, no. Really? There's so many black people, and I already knew yeah. there were black people out right. there. Right, right. Um, but there's so many. Obviously, we got to recognize, like... Did they recognize you as an American? They, mm, or did you feel like some people, you didn't stand I mean, out? not necessarily. Maybe when I went to go eat. Gotcha. But even eating was kind of a language barrier because I would ask for something and they'd be like, what? Yeah. But that's just because they use different words right? Um, from, for some of their stuff. Like here we say jam or jelly. There they just say jam. Okay. And so I was like, can I get strawberry jelly? And they was like, what? And I was like, motherfucker, some jam. <laughs> and he was like, jam? Yeah. I was like, yes. Can I get some? Um, so it was interesting to have those little language barriers. But okay, based on my style, I can't say that I really stood out. No, that's um, cool. Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. I was curious if you would have had a different experience from, like, a black man's experience. Right. So. But they're very New York out there in yeah. London. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's all good. That's good you enjoyed it, though. Good that, stuff, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad, yeah. I, uh, when I go to Paris, I want to go to... There's a town, like, four hours outside of Paris. It's called Toulouse, and mm-hmm. it looks, like, super dope. I can't remember how I came across it, but it's, like, a four-hour train ride. Um, honestly, what scares me about that is, like, I don't know, and I feel like this is mad We almost stereo. got kidnapped, but go ahead. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I got to hear it. But no, like, shit like that, like, sex trafficking or, like, terrorist attacks. And I know that that is bad to, like, stereotype. But I don't know. It just feels, like, a lot more closer to, you know, Some shit European countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than it. But the the fucked up thing is, I'm not going to lie, like, there's, there's domestic terrorism in America. You right. Know, you so, have Nebraska so, yeah. and Missouri as the states with the highest amount of per- highest percentage of sex trafficking. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. know that. Damn. Yeah. You lived, lived in Missouri, in Missouri right? I was yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. That's wild. I was like, I got to um, <laughs> not be here no more. <laughs> so you almost uh, got kidnapped. Well, you and Fanny. Yeah. I'm pretty sure because my instinct was like, this whole ass situation is wrong. Uh-huh. And that's just based on my experience from traveling. So we get off the train in Paris. And we're getting ready to go get a taxi. Uh-huh. And this man had stopped us before we, like, got outside to get the taxi. Yeah. And he was like, y'all need a taxi. And I was like, yes. And then he was like, well, come with me. Right. My taxi's over this way. And <clears throat> we had to go, like, down these stairs, like, through this door. Mm-hmm. 
And when he was like, my taxi's this way, I was like, well, what taxi company are you with? Because mm-hmm. he wasn't really standing out there with all the other taxis. Right. Um, and he was like, just come with me. So Fanny and I are coming with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this just seems a little weird. But I'm all for f- figuring out what options I have right. to get the cheapest taxi. And so we go down there, and he was like, yeah, I'm with the Parisian taxis. Granted, the Parisian taxis are all upstairs, so Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, very confused. And he he shows us his car, and there's, like, no indication that he's a taxi on his car, no taxi license, not shit. Oh, shit, yeah. He's being real nice, trying to get us to be comfortable and whatnot. And Fanny gets in the car. Oh, man. (laughs) And I'm like... Fanny, get your ass out of that car. I'm like, Fanny, get out of the car. Right. Right now. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, we're going to go to the bathroom and we're going (laughs) to just, you know, whatever. This isn't going to work out. And that's um, scary. Yeah. I was like, and Fanny was just so oblivious. She was like, oh, I didn't even notice. And I'm like, come on. You could have easily gotten in homeboy's car if you were like, never would have came. Fanny wouldn't travel by herself. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt like so bad about it. Uh, There was just this lingering negative energy around the whole thing. And I was like, nah. That's good. Not today. Or we had passed someone in London where she was, like, crying hysterically. Uh But you could tell she was, like, fake crying. Uh And I was like, Fanny, just keep walking because either we try to, you know, help her out and we get fucking jacked or someone's coming around the corner. So I was like, we're Londoners right now. Just keep walking. Just like those other people just kept walking past her. Because you could tell she was, like, fake crying and she would, like, really watch people as they came up came and up. went past her Fuck and I was like, that. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah I, that's good that you noticed that Fanny's so small. She was like <laughs> Yeah, she wouldn't have came yeah, back. Yeah, no. That's like a fear of mine, like getting lost or kidnapped in another country. Right. Somewhere mad far. I don't know. That'd be And granted, real scary. like we said, things can happen anywhere, but uh-huh. um those are things I'm definitely vigilant about when I go across country because mm-hmm. I'm less likely to be able to get help based on language barriers and things like that. Shit, and I'm like that when knowing, I go to fucking you know? New York. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> New York is a scary ass place if you're out there solo. I remember one time it was it wasn't my first time going to New York, but it was mm, I, I had only been there maybe like once or twice before that time and i wanted to go to brooklyn i really just wanted to go so after my meetings and everything i took the train and i went to brooklyn oh, mind you i was staying in harlem so harlem's like way uptown brooklyn's mm-hmm. like you know way way downtown or whatever <clears throat> so i caught the train at this point in time when i got to brooklyn it was like mm, maybe midnight twelve thirty. yeah and it was just mad sketch over there or the area that I was in. Because I wasn't in the area like Williamsburg where, you know, it's been gentrified and everything. Mm-hmm. No, I wanted to go like Brooklyn, Brooklyn or whatever. And, yeah, it was, like, kind of sketch over there. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing over here by myself. I'm like, some shit went down. Right. I'm out here solo on my own. But it was cool. And when I was walking, one of the it was, like, some niggas standing on the corner. And the dude was like, you ain't from here, are you? I was like, nah. Or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, I'm not about to lie or right. whatever. You know, I was just like, no, I'm not from here. 
And he's like, all right, I could tell. He's just like, you know, he let me slide or whatever. But because I'm sure if I was from there, you know, it, it, I don't know. He's but like, yeah, what you doing here? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, so hold but up. yeah, so yeah. when y'all travel, y'all do got to be a. Uh, vigilant and, mm-hmm. and aware even if you're traveling within the states because motherfuckers will try to take advantage of you yeah for real definitely will but don't let that stop you from no. traveling okay because no. it's not like super high percentage as far as it being likely so yeah i've traveled plenty of times and that's the first instance yeah that i've experienced yeah so no traveling's dope i, I love to travel like it's it's cool it's oh, eye-opening yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, let's get to yeah it. some of the topics that we want to talk about. So it's been an interesting Black History Month, y'all. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got. I think it it, it really started with the just the fuck that black. So oh, something that we didn't have on here is Pop Smoke got killed. Uh, <gasps> yeah, yeah, which totally forgot about yeah, that. That happened in February, right? Yeah, yes, that was, yeah, yeah, yes. that happened in February, like last week, right? Yeah, something like that. I've just been so caught up with like the whole Kobe Bryant thing Yee. still, and still getting over that. Um, but yeah, Pop Smoke died, and it was so they. I don't know. His family put out a uh, a response. Yeah, basically. February nineteenth. Okay. So his family put out a response recently saying that there hadn't been any news on anything, you know, about his death. But they something in their response that really stood out to me is they asked for I think it was respectful and responsible reporting. And I think that that's very important because you often see a lot of platforms. And we talked about this on our last episode about people reporting things that aren't true or whatever, specifically with Kobe Bryant's death. But you know, just I know they, someone had tweeted, um, TMZ knows when people die before the doctors do. I saw that, and that should be mad true. And <laughs> be mm-hmm. like, damn, just be respectful and responsible. Yeah. If you're gonna report something, make sure that the source is like a hundred percent, you know, a hundred and ten percent. But it's fucked up that Pop Smoke had to die like that. It's weird every time famous people die, or even if it's, for instance, a school shooting. I have this tendency where I'll look for their social media platforms and mm-hmm. like look at their stories and it's fucked up because you'll see their last stories, you know, before they before their demise, you know, before right. they died. And I saw with Pop Smoke, he was at his crib in LA and he had video, you know, he's posting his dope ass home overlooking LA and you know, pool and everything in the background and apparently one of the videos had his address in it. Mm-hmm. But I guess there was a party at his house the night that he was killed or whatever. I'm not sure if that's true or anything, but it definitely feels like an inside job or some niggas were setting him up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's just fucked up. It's like dudes, be, like people hate, and you see this a lot of time, more often with like black men. It's, 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 it's true. They hate, like mad jealous, and it's it's weird, and it just made me even realize more. Like I don't, I live in Denver, but I don't be out here like that. You won't see me at no club or not. I don't care to associate with nobody in Denver on that type of level mm-hmm. in a sense of like always being out like that. Not to say, oh, I'm out here, I'm on and everything like that, but it's just not something I care to do because I don't trust dudes. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care to have these niggas all around me knowing where I live, knowing where I be at, where my office is at, where I, where I don't give a fuck to let any of them know. I just don't care to. I don't trust them. I have a very, very, very small group of friends or people I know, like him. You've been to my house before and shit, right. obviously, you know. I'm going to give y'all his address. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. And it's fucked up because when, you know, someone who lives in the spotlight, like Pop Smoke did or whatever, it's just, 
it's just really fucked up that he had to go out like that. You know, his, I, I didn't listen to his music, so I'm not going to sit here and claim I did, but that doesn't mean right. that, you know, I'm going to. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm going to, oh, you know, wish that, you know, something bad happened to him. You know, I want to see him flourish. Even though I don't listen to his music, I still want to see him do great things, you know. Right. And, yeah, it's just fucked up. So rest in peace to Pop Smoke. But it was a very interesting, or it has been a very interesting February. Well, by the time we and drop we this, February will be day. over. People have been clowning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the time we drop this, it'll be the beginning of March. So we're recording this on February Yay. 29th. Um, but By the way, do people who were born on February 29th celebrate their birthday every year? I was told that the hospital forces you to pick a day. So you either pick the 28th of February or the 1st of March. Mm. that's what i was told i don't know if there's any truth to that interesting but that's what i was told they'd be like all right yeah you basically, was born you just, this day right right you can't have this day right so yeah but I, that's what i was told so just imagine like oh yeah no my birthday's not this year next year right next year is my real birthday <laughs> right that would uh, be dope yeah um but yeah it has been a really interesting february with you know so this is a, a voting year mm-hmm. and so the we you were able to vote this week or send in your ballot or whatever like preliminary stuff yep um but so one of the videos that recently came out was uh well Leah, let's talk about the juvenile video first so if you guys hadn't seen it um i think his last name is pronounced steyer steyer or steyer but anyway he is on stage with juvenile uh singing back that ass up and he's got i'm assuming his wife and maybe his campaign manager i don't know who else was on stage with him uh but they were dancing with juvenile this problem is a twofold problem a with juvenile because it's like stop cooning like (laughs) like that's all what i see like i don't know that's what i got from it and and b for tom steyer like he's pandering to black voters and it just it's so cringeworthy it looks unnatural it's not authentic no. It just doesn't and look candidates good. candidates do this every year. Oh, yeah. All the time. I'm pretty sure Hillary, Hillary did Clinton it. She was like, I got hot something. sauce in my bag. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's what like, are you doing? Yeah. What it's are just, you saying? What didn't someone else like? I don't. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there because I can't remember. But yes. They, I don't know. It's just weird to me when when they do that and it makes me think that they automatically assume that the black vote is going to be democratic and i feel like that Mm -hmm. they automatically take the i guess take our voice from or take our our option to decide whether if we want to be democratic or republican there's nothing wrong with being a republican there's nothing wrong with being a democrat but i feel like they're making our decision for us or automatically assuming and it looks like that we don't have any sort of autonomy when it comes to our vote they also see the power that we have in voting based on the statistics that came out when trump was elected true looking at specifically black women and the high percentage um of voters there and then the high percentage of white women women yeah women who it was voted women. for trump uh-huh. um so they know that the black vote they know the black dollar they know yeah. those things are powerful those things are important yeah but it could just be done in a different 
more authentic way or just like not done at all like we know that they do different things to fish for the votes right but when it comes to the black community it is just so fake it is and a lot of times they okay so i get it a lot of times like we as black people we gravitate towards music like that's what we find relatable but I don't need my presidential candidate to jump on stage with my favorite rapper and perform a song. That's right. not going to make my my pre- president more relatable. Exactly. I don't think I can. And what are can, the policies that you're trying to put in place? <laughs> what are the issues that you're trying to tackle? Right. That's what I'm exactly. trying to hear. I'm not trying to hear that you listen to back that ass up. Okay? Exactly. But that appeases dumb niggas and i'm y'all can y'all can get mad at me for saying that but when but when they see that they be like yo he's dope he's on stage with juvenile that doesn't make him dope that doesn't make him cool like i guarantee you they are not invited to the barbecue no no one is invited none of that snoop dogg posted a really good post today he said what happened to all them them white folks that y'all invited to the barbecue did they post anything for black history month right are they supporting you that's similar (laughs) to what rihanna had said yeah Um, oh yeah yeah, was it the NAACP awards. I thought it was the Image Awards, something like, oh, or maybe that one might of be those, the same. But yeah, one of those. But she had yeah. said something similar, like, <clears throat> "Those are your friends, right? You right. know where they at? Are they out here supporting? Are they out here doing what they need to be doing? Exactly. If y'all have that, you know, type of connection. Exactly. It's it's really interesting to me when you see the. Uh, I and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, if I am, but I don't recall seeing Obama jump on stage with. So Obama was backed by like really big superstars, Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, Mm -hmm. to name like two top superstars or whatever, two top artists. But I don't recall seeing Obama jump on stage and, you know, perform 99 Problems (laughs) alongside Jay-Z. Yeah, or singing A Thousand Miles, making my way down. (laughs) Like, I don't don't recall any of that. But and it's just, it's weird that they, it's also... I guess a reflection of what they think of majority of black people that yep. if I get on stage, you know, and dance completely offbeat and show no rhythm, but that doesn't matter because I'm siding with you. I'm cool with you. We're mm-hmm. we're we're alike now. We're 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 similar, you know. And how does the <laughs> campaign manager and team assume that that's a good idea? I don't know who okay's that. Who, we're, I'm curious of the, the diversity same on the team. Thing when we look at companies and brands who try to advertise to folks of color to black folks, where they come out with something, it's like who decided exactly. that putting that out was a good idea? Right. It's I don't know. It's fucked up. It's just it. I don't know. With the, in my opinion, when you do that, you automatically lose my vote. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's a no because that means you're not, you don't care enough, right, to push things forward, right, for my people. Exactly. You think, hey, let me just play this song mm-hmm. and not really talk about what I'm gonna do because I'm not really gonna do it. Right. It, and juvenile as an artist who has been around for a while now you know it's not like he's relevant and maybe he did that for to be relevant and if so then your career is really done because if you're needing the support of a candidate who 
honestly probably didn't know who you were until then. And if he did, it's because he had a briefing from the young black person on his campaign team where they're like, okay, this is who Juvenile is. He was part of Cash Money. You know, this mm-hmm. is who he is. And then he's like, oh, Mr. Juvenile, Mr. Juvie. Taking over for the <laughs> How you doing, huh? <laughs> like all that <laughs> shit. Like it's just, it's just not, I don't know. It's just, it's just not a good look. And when I, I don't know. So for me with my presidential candidates, as far as who I'm looking at, obviously we have to go with the options that are presented to us. <clears throat> it's either Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren for me. I like Elizabeth Warren because I feel like she's some, like, I mean, politicians are still going to lie to you regardless, like, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like she's a, a bit authentic. Bernie Sanders, I like him. I just think he's super old, you yeah. know, and not to be like. You and know. I think that's something that a lot of people think about with Bernie Sanders. The fact that he's old, especially when he had his whole health thing happen. Yeah, and exactly. And he really tried to um, paint this picture like, yes, I am OK. Exactly. And then that's also the side of when you're allowed to start running for president like why is it right. at such a late age right yeah i think you have to i think you have to be older than 34 35 mm-hmm. but i don't think we've i think the youngest president was kennedy i think and he got killed like so yeah <laughs> yeah, so. yeah so i i think yeah. he was the youngest president um but i don't know it's just weird that that candidates decide to do that and they in order to get black votes or they'll or like I said, like Hillary when she went on the Breakfast Club and she's like, I got, I have hot sauce in my bag, and I think she even said swag after what she got from Beyonce, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh man, this shit is mad cringeworthy. It's just, don't do that, like please don't. And I don't know if they want other ways to get black voters. I don't. I in my opinion, like I said, I feel like that they're not targeting the educated black person. They're targeting dumb niggas. Like, yeah. you know, or whatever, but. Or assuming that we Or assuming are, that we're all know. that. Yeah, exactly. Or assuming that we're all like that, which is definitely not the case. That leads into this next point where a bunch of, I'll call them coons, because that's what they are, sitting next to, Yikes. or not Obama, my bad, sitting next to Donald Trump and saying he was the first black president, like. Oh, man. I cringed that's, so hard at the video. That's I was so like, bad. First of all, it was disgusting. Before that, where they were just like around him. Oh, with their, hand their on him hands on him. And that photo. Yeah. And I'm like, this <laughs> just seems very Jim Jones. And if y'all don't know, he was the one who led all those people to uh, Jonestown, and they ended up um, killing themselves mm. with um, a cyanide-laced drink. Oh, shit. And killing their children. But I don't know. Something about it said that. Something about it said Hitler. Something about it just said a lot of disgusting, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this for your NASA. Like, exactly. It, 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 uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's weird that they it's can. It's like. Mm. I'm not knocking them for I'm I'm never gonna I because I, I feel like this is this is backwards so I'm never gonna hate someone for liking Donald Trump I don't agree with their views but I'm right. not gonna say that I hate them but right. the fact that they can do that and like sit here and say oh he's the first black president where clearly we had a black president even though Obama was mixed back in the day white folks would say one drop is all it takes you know yeah. or whatever you know like the, like back in the day like black people weren't even considered a human. I think we were considered three fifths. Yeah. Or something like that. Of a human. human. Exactly. Like Obama was the first black president. And Mm -hmm. there's this comedian dude on there. Like he's a, he's a 
political comedian. He's a black dude. He's got a big ass head. I can't remember his name to save my life, but he's in you that said video. He had a big ass head. He's in the video. <laughs> he has a super big head. Fuck. I oh man, I can't remember his name. God, I can't even He's remember. in the video with Trump? He's in that video. He's sitting next to him. Um, uh, okay. Oh, God damn it. I'm trying to think of his name, man. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he's sitting to the right of Trump. So there's there's that black woman with her hair done or whatever, and she has, like, a podcast, and she's a, a huge Trump supporter. But it's the, I think, yeah, it's the dude to the right of him uh-huh. clapping his hands or whatever. And he... I want to fight him so bad. Like, I've tweeted him, like, yo, let's do a boxing match. It says Ter- Terrence. His name is Terrence. Yeah, see. it is Terrence. His name is Terrence. Y'all know yeah. I gotta wear glasses. Uh, Terrence. <laughs> Terrence something or other. I think his name is. Yeah, here we He's go. Terrence comedian? Williams. Yeah, Terrence Williams. Yep, oh. yeah, that's who it is. His name is Terrence Williams. I've tweeted him multiple times, like, Yo, just set up a boxing match. You can go to charity. Like, I just want to fight you right. so bad, so bad. It's something you in this can dude. Catch these hands. It's something in him Today, where tomorrow, I literally like. And the next day, I do. I want to beat this dude's ass so bad. And I hope he hears this. Like, I'm. Yeah, it's a threat. Like, nigga, I will fight you. <laughs> like, a hundred percent. Let's go. Because Let's he get is the charity going. He is just. He just irks my nerves, man. Like he, he talks so bad about. He talked bad about Kaepernick. He's talked bad about. Jay-Z, he's talked bad about Nipsey. He's talked bad about so many people that have done so much for black people. And I'm like, this dude is blind. Like, he's literally a puppet for Donald Trump. Like, anything Donald Trump does, like, he supports it. Like, I I don't get it. And I do. I just, like, I just want to fight him. Like, I, it's not like I want to knock some sense to him or anything. I just want to whoop his ass just to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. And I'm not even a violent person, but I do. I just do not like that dude. But... They're sitting there, and the guy, I don't know who said it. He's off camera, but he's like, yeah. And, you know, he's like, I just want to say, you know, Donald Trump <clears throat> is the first black president. And they're all clapping and shit. I'm just like, you. I don't get it. Same situation that happened with Bill Clinton. I don't understand this, the thought process around calling some white person, you're the first black president. It's because Bill Clinton like this played sh- the saxophone on Arsenio Hall, and niggas was impressed by it. It was like, oh, he can play the saxophone. He cool. <laughs> yeah, and then if you look at his record, what did he really do for uh, the black community? He, he, like, made it worse. Yeah, Him he and Hillary, three-strike law. Um, yes, put in these things that... It's just... Just that further oppresses the black community. A hundred percent. It's just weird to me, and I bet you Donald Trump... Because they said that to him. Didn't they work on the zero tolerance policy too? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was like that had came out when Hillary was running. Yeah. It's just weird to me because I feel like Donald Trump might get on stage and he might fuck around and say the N word or something. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would doubt it. What I'm really interested for is after. So, say for, although I do, unfortunately, I'm going to say this now and I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen, but I think he'll win next term. Like, I do. I I 100% do. I I think that his. Do not even want to think about it. I don't, but I I I think it'll happen. I think he would survive this long with him. Mm -hmm. I think his brand in America is just too powerful. Think. Four more years? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I do. Fuck not. I just think that the reason why is because his 
no other Democratic candidate can go up against the force that he has behind him. Like the supporters that he has behind him. It'd be really hard. I'd be really surprised. I would love to see that happen, like see him lose. But I don't think it's going to happen. I hope that he loses. Oh, me too. I Definitely. Hope that he loses. Yeah, def- yeah. Something I'm not that saying I'm, that you don't hope, but yeah. I'm just saying that after you yeah. in hopes that this energy over here is stronger than your the energy you're putting. No, in I right feel now. you. No, I I feel you 100. And I'd be really interested. I think what's going to be really interesting is because he already talks a lot and says things that he shouldn't say is mm-hmm. let's say for instance if he does lose. <clears throat> I feel like he'll give away secrets to America, like aliens or mm-hmm. who killed JFK or, or I'm something. trying to figure <laughs> out, you know <laughs> what, Area 51. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. Party I, there. I, I think he's really irrational in that sense. And I do. I think that he'll kind of start to say things or he's like, y'all want to know something real or whatever, you know, just be <laughs> tweeting, you know, or whatever crazy. Yeah. And then it'll, it'll get nasty from there. I but wouldn't put it past him. No, nah, I wouldn't either. But, but it's just. If he does that, hopefully he'll disappear. It's just weird to me. The I shouldn't way. say that. Yeah. But yeah, no. I take that back. They might be listening. That's messed up. They listen. Oh, they be listening. <laughs> Y'all. The FBI. They be listening. They be they listening. listening. I'm not going to tell you tight. how I know they be listening, but let's just say that I know because I know they be listening. They definitely be listening. Do you know? <laughs> speaking of, I can't tell you how I know this. Do you know who Dr. Umar Johnson is? That name sounds familiar. He's a polit. I don't. Well, yeah, he's a political. So he's like a Pan African political person. So he's like pro black to like the tenth power. Like this dude is, he's he's all about pro black. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even like, he's so pro black. I don't think he'll even drive a white car. Like this dude is <laughs> <laughs> like, this dude is super pro black. Did he come out with a show? He's been on like breakfast club. He's been on multiple podcasts. He's been, I on, feel like he had this. He may, he has mm-hmm. like a YouTube thing that he does or Instagram mm-hmm. live thing that he does. Okay. But anyway, there's this thread on Twitter about like, you know, their favorite Dr. Umar video or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, he's a fraud. You know, he's <clears throat> he's so pro-black. He's blinded by his pro-blackness. Like, <laughs> he's, and uh, give us an example. So, <laughs> so okay, I tweeted it. He's on Instagram Live, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> hold up, because he's just so it's just so fucked up. Like he's so okay. So he fuck it. I'm gonna just play the video. Like. I'm going to just play, and then I'll give context around it or whatever. So hold on. Let me just play the video, and y'all be able to hear it. Because this dude is just, okay. Before I continue with my message, thank you, Sister Avanti, $10, coming on the cash app. Thank you, Sister. Next time, make it 20 but thank you for that 10 I know you barely had that. Thank you, Sister. <laughs> what? So, okay. So he's on Instagram Live. And he takes donations because he's building this school. And I use quotes with that because he's been building this school for the last couple of years and no Mm -hmm. school has been built. But he's been taking donations left and right from people who can send him money through PayPal, money through Cash App or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's on Instagram Live sitting in his car where he often does these videos. And 
some woman apparently black woman sent in ten dollars and he's like thank you next time make it 20 but thank you for the 10 i know you barely had that and i'm like if that's not the most condescending like backwards like it's so and i'm just like dude you were so he's so you can't hear that's no worry he's so supportive of or so just so pro-black no uh uh-uh no, I don't think so. Okay. No, why? Sorry. Oh, no, we good. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's just so on that level, like so just so pro-black that he makes comments and he doesn't even realize, like, you know, like, dude, that was a fucked up comment to make. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I know you barely had that. Like, you know, next time make it 20. Send it back. Send and the then $10 He's got back. videos. Like, I realized that I was on this thread for like an hour. Of him just making other videos. Marquise was going deep. I was. I was deep (laughs) in there. Like he's he's making this other video where his phone rings or whatever, and then he acts like he's he's on a phone call, Mm -hmm. but his phone rings again, and then like he's completely like called out or whatever. It's just it's just like, and then he has this other video where like he claims the NBA is responsible for Kobe Bryant's death, and then his phone blows over and he says this thing. He's like Mama Uye, which is the god of wind or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, or Oya or whatever, however you say it, but it's just, he's so, it's funny to watch. It's literally super funny, but it's also sad at the same time because mm-hmm. he's so blinded by it. But there's this comedian dude and he was making fun of his videos or it's just the funniest shit ever. Y'all have to watch. Like if you understand yeah, the context around have to watch it, <laughs> what Dr. What? Umar be saying and the comedian, uh, I think his Instagram name is AOPAP or APAP or whatever, uh, he, his impersonations of Dr. Umar are like hilarious. That shit had me crying. But yeah, yeah it's just. Definitely gotta watch. <clears throat> yeah, Dr. Umar, he's just someone else where you look at like Donald Trump, you know, he's so, he's such a conservative, you know, so far right. I wouldn't even consider Dr. Umar like far left. Like, you know, he's just so pro black, where it's just like he, like in my opinion, segregation was good in his eyes like he he wouldn't want to see people in or other races integrated amongst one another you know like he's like black people over here only white people over there only and that's the way that he likes it i i know he wants to see the advancement of black people and i know he wants to do right by them but it's like at the same time he's just so i don't know he's just mad confused but in a way he's like capital trying to capitalize off of it oh yeah oh yeah he definitely is he is 100 percent. yeah like if he's so called or supposedly building this school yeah. and nothing is coming from it. Yeah. How long is he going to keep accepting money? Yeah. How long is are people going to accept that he's accepting money? Exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah. That's not okay. That's absolutely, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but that's just, it's not okay. No, nah, it's not at all. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Is that pro back? If you think about it, if you're over here mm. doing all that, maybe I don't know, maybe uh, I don't know, I don't know. He's y'all should watch it though. He's hilarious in his own right. I know he means well, but it's still funny. Like <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Um, but so before we started recording this podcast, or when you were in London, were you scared of the coronavirus? Like no, I no. was not. However. Anytime I'm traveling, I'm scared of germs in general. Yeah. Like the airplane and the airport is just full of germs. And then it was just like heightened when I was going to London because Uh I feel like, and maybe it's not just white people, but I feel like white people do not know how to cover their mouth. 
Like they're out here coughing <laughs> everywhere, sneezing, not covering their mouth. And I was just so disgusted, but I wasn't scared. They only had like four confirmed cases when I was when out When you there. were out there? Yeah. Traveling is gross. When I went so It super, might just be people in general that have not been taught to cover their mouth properly. But I feel like kids. Y'all disgusting. Like, maybe it's because I got a kid, so I don't care. Black, kids white, Mexican, it don't matter. Kids do be doing that, kids too. Kids germs, like, man. Oh, keep man. that shit away from me. Kids. Cover your mouth. I don't care what ratio kid is. Like, and don't keep cover your, your mouth with me. your hands. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah, it's gross. It's, I, so super personal story of germs and just how nasty traveling can be. So I travel a lot for work. <clears throat> I stayed in Brooklyn at a hotel that I shouldn't have stayed at. But it was so it was a Marriott. I'm gonna put them out there. It's a Marriott in Brooklyn. And actually I'm gonna get the damn address because I'm gonna put them out there. Um, nasty ass hotel. It was the Marriott on Y'all the high oh no wait, no, hands. not that one. Hold up. Damn, when was I last out there? Fuck. I'd need to get this hotel name so y'all can we see. We calling it. out all Marriott's. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually it's all of them. Oh, here we go. Okay, so it was the Fairfield Inn by Marriott uh, in Brooklyn, located on... So I was there July 17th through July 19th of last year. This one's located on uh, 181 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Their phone number is (laughs) 718-522-4000. So when I stayed at this hotel, come to find out, it gave me bed bugs. Oh, my god! Yes. Wild. Oh, that's terrible. I get back home. I'm getting bit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Trini's getting bit. Indigo's getting bit. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I thought it was mosquitoes. You know, it's summertime. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like that, you right. know, or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? Is, like, why? Like, what? Or yeah. whatever. And I lift up my bed. It's like this much. Like, maybe the size of a quarter. But mm-hmm. it's just like a few little bugs. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's bed bugs. And then so I end up calling this place. And the dude's like, where have you traveled to? I was like, New so come to find out, New York is like number one for bed bugs. They actually mm-hmm. have a conference there for bed bugs. And like I was mad what? grossed out. So I was like, yo, I'll never stay like in that hotel oh. ever. I'll never stay in Brooklyn again. I was like, yo, that shit is nasty. And apparently like they can travel with you through Ubers or like mm-hmm. taxis or whatever. And I took mad taxis out there They're that time. number one for bed bugs? Yes, what? number one. Yeah, know. yeah. New York is as a state or whatever, which is mm-hmm. more or less probably the city of New York, like New York City. I don't I don't think like Buffalo and Albany or whatever, but like New York City just because it's so many people. Yeah, and places don't have to be trash to have bed bugs. No, However, they don't. However, if you know that you have bed bugs, you need to be taking care right. of that ASAP. So I, I, I fucked up. And like when I travel, I would put my suitcase on the floor mm-hmm. or whatever just because I would never use the little stand thing that comes out where mm-hmm. you can set your suitcase on. Now I use that shit everywhere I go. And I never put my suitcase on the floor. But yeah, I definitely got bed bugs. Like it bit me on my finger or mm-hmm. whatever. And like it was itching like crazy. Like it, yeah. Like it's the weirdest shit or whatever. Yeah, I've spent the night over someone's house that had bed bugs and got tore up. That's, didn't, didn't know. Yeah, it's but, gross. And, and sometimes they don't know because like they'll get bit at first. But if they don't, if you don't take care of it, like they don't bite you as often. Yeah. So the new person comes in and exactly. then you're getting bit. Like I got an allergic reaction to one that it like got so big on my leg. Oh damn! It was really? crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no. Nah, Thankfully, it didn't travel from me to like where I right. was living. Right. But yeah, I got yeah. toe up. Yeah, like it was. It was wild. Like it. it I mean, we just had like little like like bumps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me, no huge bumps or anything like that. But yeah, traveling is gross, and so kind of 
in back in play to the coronavirus or whatever. So someone with the first case of the person in the U.S. actually died in Washington. So that came through today. And I read this article last night on Twitter that said that, um, well, the link was on Twitter, but I think it was a Variety article or something like that. But uh, a Harvard scientist said that the coronavirus can affect 30 to 70 percent of humanity or whatever. Which oh, is wow. Super scary. I was like, damn. But it's it, it, it's kind of the I, I guess the fatality rate isn't as. But like so there's over 80,000 cases but I think 4,000 people have died yeah. which is still a huge number or whatever. I think the I think it's a faster rate or it can kill you faster but I don't think like the success rate of it killing you is as high. Mm-hmm. And you can just read like various precautions or whatever just to make sure that you're doing the right thing like we sent Trinity to school with hand sanitizer or whatever mm-hmm. and just making sure that you're washing your hands and like I try not to touch doorknobs as is. I hate right. touching public rails. I do it already. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like I do. I hate touching public rails. I hate touching like even if I'm on the escalator, I don't like touching the hand like I uh-huh. I don't I'll lean against it when I'm opening doors, I use my arm or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I hate using my hands for stuff. as is. You know, this was prior to the coronavirus, coronavirus news yeah. or whatever, but yeah, it's just so just make be sure taking care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, because you don't. And wanna... do not use hand sanitizer a hundred percent of the time. No, because that's really not going to help you no. either. You have to wash um, your hands. You need to, yeah, be washing yeah. your hands. Yeah, so you... take precautions out there, y'all, as this, you know, only escalates currently until it gets to a place where it's at a plateau and then going down. It definitely does, a hundred percent. Um. So getting into the last point, Kim put it on here. So I'll let you kind of take it away. But yes. So as y'all think about the month, week, um, how you spend your days, I just wanted to pose this question. What are the small ways that you get in your own way? I think this is important to talk about, especially as we are our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to talk about as we think our think about our ambitions and our goals and the things that stand in the way that also include us. Mm. And I, you know, have been thinking about this a little bit because I attended a workshop last Saturday Mm that was put on by Danielle Schutz, who works for the Colorado Trust. And um, she also does business coaching and things like that. I'm not giving her enough credit currently. She's a very awesome woman to be connected to. Mm-hmm. And it was about the resume for any job. And one of my goals for the beginning of the year was to start meeting with career counselors, going to career workshops to really think about my professional development Mm -hmm. and what moves I want to make next. And when I first saw it come through, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. But no, Mm -hmm. like I kept telling myself no for some reason. But well, not for some reason, like part of that was fear because, you know, making a transition is big. Right. Um, you know, making, choosing to make a change, you know, doesn't make things anything, doesn't make it any easier because you've chosen that change. Right. Uh, and so I had a lot of fear because I was like, this could be really beneficial for me and get me to a place where, get me to where I need to be to continue making steps. And I just told myself, no. 
eventually was it came through again mm-hmm. and i was like kimberly why not like mm-hmm. why don't you attend this you have this feeling of being stuck or being lost and not really knowing which direction to go in or which step to take as far as how do I look at the skills that I've gained right. throughout my professional life and apply it to other positions? That's not just student affairs, higher education. Right. I think that we talk about transferable skills, but we only talk about it in the same field. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you could be an academic advisor and then you could also be a career counselor. And mm-hmm. depending on what you did in those positions, you could be um, within like the skills aren't a dynamic. coordinator for diversity equity inclusion right you know in higher education but not necessarily okay so you have these skills as an academic advisor Mm -hmm. um have conversations with students around yada yada Mm -hmm. how do you move that into being a full-time coach right um where you're not necessarily only talking about academic advising and things like that right um so i wanted to pose that question to y'all so y'all can really think about it what are the small ways that you tend to get in your own way And how can you tackle those things to continue making the steps that you need to take this? Yeah. To continue uh, making those steps towards, you know, accomplishing your goals and your intentions and things like that. Yeah. I think that it kind of boils down to having, you know, just kind of being able to manage your soft skills. And I think some of those are applicable. You know, I, I experienced that kind of firsthand, you know, where and I real it's funny you mentioned that because I realized that maybe a couple of days ago where originally, you know, for the past couple of years, I worked in one industry and then I recently changed industries that I'm working in. And I realized, you know, that that what I learned in that previous industry is applicable to this current industry. And I think transitioning sometimes you're not required to always, you know, leave a certain you know, thing behind or leave, you know, a a certain value that you gained or a certain skill that you had gained behind, you know, you can transfer that and apply it to other aspects, you know, as you kind of grow in your career and move forward. And a lot of times it's not easy. I'm not going to lie. Like, for instance, something with me that I'm kind of coming to terms with is because I work from home now, you know, and I I'm not as in the public, I guess I could say, when it came to my career, I'm struggling with like networking with people, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't network as much. So I looked at, you know, just going to different networking events or whatever, and just to be around like-minded people in my field, mm-hmm. specifically people in software engineering, because I don't get that because I am working from home. You know, I'm right. not in an office surrounded by people, but I, I love that. You know, I don't, I, would, I don't plan on ever, you know, like leaving that, but I think it's just about Accepting that transition and realizing things that I can take away from my previous experience and kind of moving forward with it. Right. Exactly. So that is a good question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So think about that, y'all. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. That's pretty much it. Just be sure to subscribe and rate. Yes. And chat with us. Yes, definitely. Please do that. Again, my name is Kimberly. Marquis here, and yeah, we will talk to y'all later. Hope y'all have a good week. Yes. Bye. Peace.